Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, we have the future mayor of Kitchener, Ontario. Uh, I'm joking. He just loves Kitchener uh, so much that I think he might be the future mayor one day, but he's a great guy. He's part of the Rockstar team. His name is Lee Strauss, and you're going to hear his story. The beginning, I, w- I want to give you a big warning. The first half of this episode, we talk about all sorts of things. Uh, Lee and I g- uh, get all over the map about Kitchener and the Green Belt in Ontario and why Kitchener is a great place. Then Nick walks in and we start talking about universities and the value of education and the pros and cons of spending the money on university should kids go or not go um, and Lee gets into his thoughts on it and the second half is really Lee's story and how he began investing and wait till you hear it. Lee has an incredible story and he's been through a lot and the experience that he has on rental property starting at 21 years old and then flipping and how he's been screwed on some flips and got through all of that and had to get lawyers involved and wait till you hear what he does with the city to try to find out some information just a good guy he's part of the Rockstar team now he works with real estate investors all all around the GTA and Golden Horseshoe. He's from Kitchener. He's a firefighter. Um, so I just want to give you the heads up. The first half of this episode, we're talking about all things. And then eventually we get to Lee's story on the second half and talk about his journey through real estate investing. So uh, great guy. Pumped to have him on here. He came right after one of his firefighting shifts uh, to do this. We had a little tequila on the episode, even bright and early, um, because I promised we were going to pour some tequila when he got here. I didn't realize it was going to be in the morning. Um, and listen, if you are listening to this and you like this kind of information and you haven't come to one of our free real estate training classes yet, don't be like Lee who waited several years to check us out. You can register right now at, and you're going to hear him explain um, what he thought of us during this episode, but you can register for a free introductory real estate investing class with myself and Nick at www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. One more time, www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. And with that, let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Lee Strauss, and Lee's from Kitchener, Ontario, and we were just talking about how I was going to say how great Kitchener is, but we weren't talking about how great Kitchener is. We were talking about how everyone perceives Hamilton as the place to be as in, for investing yeah. instead of Kitchener, not instead of Kitchener, but maybe above Kitchener in some way. It, it, it's always perceived as being better than Kitchener. And uh, pisses you off. Were you born in Kitchener? I am. Kitchener oh, born and raised. Kitchener, Kitchener pride. Let's hear yeah, it. Let's yeah, hear yeah. it. Yeah. Bringing it into Oakville today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kitchener's got so much going on for it. Like everybody thinks of Kitchener and Waterloo, which they are separate, but um, it's it can serve as a bedroom community to Hamilton or to Oakville or Toronto or. I, I think any investor who really looks at Ontario looks at Kitchener as like an amazing place to invest. I, it might be people who are in Toronto who don't even know about Hamilton yet. Sure. Get to know about sure. the opportunities out in Hamilton. So then for them to think Kitchener next is Kitchener, like yeah. mind blowing for yeah, them. Yeah. But Kitchener has been, I mean, we've been doing stuff out in Kitchener. I feel like for like 10 years. Totally. Wow. It's, it's, it's just a good spot. Like there's multiple, like I find a lot of the places have, they feed off of Toronto exclusively. Like what does Oakville have? 
not that people oh, are don't pick on Oakville are, now. Well, no, don't pick on Oakville like, now. Like <laughs> everybody that I'm not gonna say everybody, but some people that that live in Oakville work in Toronto, or at least used to before COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Kitchener's got so much of its own tech. It's got the universities that are close by. It's got multiple other drivers, and it's it's an affordable area. Everybody in Kitchener owns you know one two cars. Nobody lives wow, downtown. This is great. Everybody, this is great. Hey, everybody, no, you're, you're going for yeah. mayor of Kitchener. This hey, is, yeah. keep going. You keep going. <laughs> everybody drives to work because you don't have to live downtown. Um, it's it's changing, and there is there is you know they are building condos and that kind of thing and trying to re- revitalize the downtown. But Kitchener just has so much going for it. It is definitely Isn't the Google a, office moved right downtown Kitchener. Totally. Yeah. They they bought an old factory and it's it's tricked out. They got a slide and. All kinds of like, like instead of going down the stairs, you go down a slide. Um, they got a rock climbing wall. All the <laughs> I stuff. like how yeah. the, the slide is the selling. Listen, oh, it's cool. amazing cool. because there's they, a slide <laughs> that, that you can go down to the Google yeah. office. Yeah, it's just cool. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I'm just bringing up the, the 2017 Greenbelt map here okay. on uh, greenbelt.ca. Yeah. And I don't know why I can't get it into. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, where's Kitchener around the Greenbelt here? Do you see okay. in the bottom left corner there? Yeah, yeah. Waterloo. Yeah, it's just yeah. just on the outside. Yeah, yeah. That's what makes Kitchener kind of great because if you look at this, look at this: Toronto, yeah. Mississauga, um, Oakville. So you got Peel region, then Halton region, then as in Halton, as you kind of move through Milton here, the green belt just kicks in, and there's nothing, nothing along the 401 there until you cut. You can cut up to Guelph. Yep. Or you keep going, and it's basically Kitchener Waterloo. Look how high the green belt comes up to Kitchener Waterloo it, here. It's right there. Yeah. So really, the the next big like if you're not going to move into let's say Milton, your or Burlington, right? You're you got to skip up to Brantford, Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, Guelph. That's it. That's all there is. Like it, you can see how this area is going to continue to explode. It. It can't not, whether or right? not Google has the slide or not. Right, right, right. They can get rid of the slide. <laughs> they can get rid of the slide. It's, it's, slide. St- it's still going to happen. Yeah, there, there's look like look how big this green belt is. If if you're listening to this and you haven't gone to it yet, go to greenbelt.ca and you'll find the maps of the green belt. Like to me, that is the tr- this green belt map has always felt like a treasure map for real estate investors to me. Yeah. Because yeah. you can just follow, like, look at, everyone's kind of confused about St. Catherine's development. Totally. I know we're repping yeah. Kitchener right now, so excuse me for one second, Lee yeah. Strauss. <laughs> Lee Strauss, I don't want future mayor of Kitchener, yeah, I don't right, want right, right. to yeah. get on your bad side yeah. here. Right? But if you look at the Greenbelt along from Hamilton, look how close the Greenbelt gets to Lake Ontario. Yeah. You can't have any development really from, what is this, maybe Grimsby to yeah. St. Saint, basically St. Catharines. There's a little sliver in there. Yeah, tiny, right, tiny right. little bit, and you see yeah. some development right totally. again between the high, the QEW yep. and the lake. Yep, but that's it. Yeah, and then it opens right up totally. around St. Catharines and into Niagara. But it's still, it's still bordered. Like it still has the green belt by the Niagara region, and then it's bordered on the actual Canada-US border. But when you look at the other side of the green belt, it's wide open. Yeah, it's right? it's crazy. So I just feel like you know what? I don't know the average price of a single family. Do you know what what's the price of like an average single family home like a typical starter home in Kitchener? So I think the last time I heard, and obviously it's always changing. I think the last time I heard was the average single home in Kitchener was six hundred and sixty thousand. Okay, so it's even it's even gone up more than I thought. It's gone up quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. relative to so that's where that's the whole point. Like Toronto, you're talking even now with 
well, I was going to say price adjustments, but we're seeing lots of real estate activity. Yeah, totally. But uh, but let's call it a million dollars, Mississauga a million, Oakville a million, Burlington a million. What's Ham- what makes Hamilton attractive is it's going to be like six hundred thousand. Kitchener's going to be like yeah. six hundred and some odd thousand. Yeah. So you can just see how families are going to move there. Like it, it, this isn't rocket science. Well, no, exactly. And and uh, I see it all the time with 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 clients coming from other parts of like more this way. And they come out there and it's, it's on sale. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you were working with investors who you, um, so if we haven't mentioned, uh, before uh, or yet, uh, Lee is, has been a rockstar member for some time. You're part of, you got your real estate license. You're part of rockstar. You work with investors. Yep. You've done flips and have your own real estate investments. I didn't realize you were working with investors who might not be from Kitchener for whatever reason, oh, yeah. in my yeah, head, yeah, yeah. you were working yeah. with Kitchener, no, local Kitchener no, people about investing no. in Kitchener. Everywhere. Just yeah. like rockstar does yeah cool yeah. and then uh nick nick's gonna come in here and join us in a second um yeah i didn't realize that so what are, what are what are you telling people about kitchener what, what do they ask like or why are they there well they're there just because of like exactly what, what you're saying is that they are coming from Burlington. sorry Lee, hold on one yeah, second sure. nick, nick are you able to hear me okay because i had your mic can you hear me i just i oh no i can't hear you oh there we go i've turned you on uh, does everyone know I walked into these to, to it's 9.30 in the morning and there's two big tequila shots sitting on the table? <laughs> no, well, we talked about Lee. How, the reason the tequila shots are here is because Lee said, hey, I'm coming on the podcast and we can finally have some tequila. But then we booked it really early. And so I didn't want to say, no, you can't have a tequila. Yeah. I know that sounds slightly alcoholic-ish like, when I, you have a tequila well, out in the morning. Yeah. Well, the pa- I mean, it's the patios not, are <laughs> open now. So let's, you know, let's, yeah. let's. But we only had two. I didn't think I'm you not, were going to I'm not interested at all. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Lee and I are gonna this week. Actually. We grew yeah. up with our father, who would come. I think before he would go to work in construction, he would have like half a shot of cognac every single morning to get the yeah. to get, get the, the juices flowing. Get her going. <laughs> anyway, we're just staring at it so far. We haven't had it. Yeah, no, I can smell it as soon as you walk in. Lee, Lee <laughs> it smells great. Yeah. But uh, oh, sorry, back to kitchen for a second. What what is uh, are they? So they're pre-sold on Kitchener, or are you selling them on Kitchener? Both, both. Yeah, for sure. Both. Like, and what are you saying? People, well, it's just come have a look, you know, like, like it speaks for itself. There's, and I'm not, I'm not just pro Kitchener. Obviously I, I sold two houses in Guelph last week. Uh, I do a lot of deals, even, even past Kitchener, like heading into Stratford. Um, pretty cool spot. Um, what, what kind of uh, properties do you like? What's your favorite investment type right now? I've always been like a, a long-term buy and hold single family. It's, it's, it's just, you, you can't beat it. Uh, if you're going to do it for a long time. You know, obviously flips, you can... So what is a, what is a, can, what is a single family home rent for in uh, Kitchener? It, you know, again, like your, your, your classic three bedroom, two bathroom house, you, you can get in the 2000s, like the low 2000s, 1900. Do, are you doing duplexes out there? It's coming. It's, it's okay. coming. It hasn't been duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes. They used to be, I noticed that they were, they were a hot topic more into the GTA. 10 years ago and obviously you know and they're they're that's what everyone's doing now and it's certainly it's it's starting in the kitchener area um and obviously it's been there for a long time duplexes is, is no no stranger but it's um it's not as 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 focused as it is as some of the team members are here in in hamilton and other areas like like that everything is duplex conversions uh it's coming it used to be kind of more um a lower quality tenant but as the prices continue to go up and the rents continue to go up, 
it's you know and the and the uh, the quality of the product goes up too like i'm seeing used to see just crappy places isn't it where you put your your attention to? Like if you looked for them and you were doing a bunch of them with investors, you'd be like, oh yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. But because you're yeah. not looking at them, there there seems to be like not as many. No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm I guess I'm, yeah. I'm kind of asking because it, it's like it's always you know where you put your attention. All of a sudden, there's all these types of things. If you looked at people flipping homes, then you would be like, oh yeah, there's you people flipping flips homes everywhere. every yeah. day, right? Yeah. It just seemed like more like there wasn't that many are there are there legal bylaws sorry not legal are there bylaws around them in kitchener kitchener's pretty uh pretty proactive on that so they are actually so you can make them legal absolutely the right zone you can make legal yeah but you guys are talking do are you talking legal duplexes or like second suite legal duplexes legal duplexes yeah Yeah. well i mean they're two different things right true are they well yeah yeah oh i didn't know what's what's the difference different oh got it yeah. Zone area. A legal duplex is two self completely self-contained units. A second yeah. suite is a secondary suite yeah. in the, the similar property. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah, I totally always look at that the same. I, I, I even look at I even look at the ones that aren't zoned as the same. I just ask like, is it legal? Is it zoned right? right? right. But I look at the thing as like, how are you operating this yeah. thing? Are you getting two rents out of one property? Is, Which is what's yeah. the zoning? Yeah. But the, I think the value yeah. the value of them is different based the, on that too, right? Yeah, because the valuation is always going to be, is it legal? Like that's that's yeah. going to change your valuation in the end. No, yeah. but not le- like. There's legal second suite. You can have a legal second yeah, suite right. or a legal duplex. Right. Yeah, I look at legal second suites as that as a duplex. I get it. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. I the get language it. I just sometimes well because the numbers it. coming in are the same, right? Like the yeah. rents are going to be they're usually well, essentially be the, the same. same thing. Yeah. Like I understand the language difference, but it's to me it's the, the same thing. Yeah. Unless I'm missing the obvious here. I, I? I think maybe it's, maybe it's the kind of real estate side, the broker of record side of me coming out with paperwork zoning, right. yeah, legalities and stuff. They're not from the investment side of things. Yeah. Typically, they're and from be like the, the usage side, still two two different um, uh, units in a property. You're getting double the rent. Yeah, meters would be different. Uh, utilities are different. That type of thing versus. Yeah, got know, it. Sorry. Yeah, and I discount that. I understand. No, no, that no. Makes so the, from the, the invest, value. from the investment side of it, it's the same. You take the number, the, what you paid for it. There's two rents coming in. You figure out the numbers, whatever. And that's where my head goes to. Yeah. And then all the other stuff is like, okay, tell me the details. What's the zoning on this thing? How are the meters done? But yeah, I see. But you know, and, and, but in some very nice of you to bring the legal aspect well, into this. Just, just well, because in some municipalities they've changed it. Whereas a second suite, you can't have a second suite in the property. They can allow, they can disallow it if it's not your uh, principal residence. Totally right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. So that that would be a big difference too, right? And depending on the municipal, municipality, whereas the duplex, they can't disallow the other suite. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Um, we're gonna ask Lee why he hates student rentals in a little. In, in a oh, do you hate student rentals? rentals? Yeah, no, he <laughs> just hates for student rentals. You can spill it out. You can spill it out. Well, they're limited up there to five rooms, right? Uh, so Kitchener, uh, to my knowledge, doesn't actually allow student rentals. It's kind of an interesting thing. What, you're thinking Waterloo, Kitchener. Um, Remember, hey, you didn't. You <coughs> met, uh, Nick missed the beginning. He Lee did, yeah, is the yeah. future mayor of Kitchener, yeah. and you never <laughs> associate Waterloo with Kitchener, Nick. Yeah. Okay, they're two completely separate things. Yeah, no, they might know, be man. side by side, but Lee's pro Kitchener. Man, I'm the worst. The, I, I dump I, in Cambridge into the whole mix. <laughs> so I, I mean, everyone dislikes yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So Kitchener doesn't allow any student rentals. No. So like, uh, right around Consular College area, there, there's, there's regular single family homes that that have ten. I've seen twelve bedrooms, and they cash flow like insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they <laughs> do. Insane. That's a mess. Yeah, so. yeah. But That's a management mess. They're they haven't had anywhere to put the people, so they kind of have just kind of turned a blind eye to it and said, here, you know, whatever. Um, but they could literally shut it down any day. 
which is why I haven't bought myself or kind of prompted anybody else to because it's just like too much of a it, risk. Yeah. Why do you want to get into that yeah. and be shut down? Yeah. And then if you are shut down, how are you going to sell a property that has now been exactly. shut down? The exactly. income component goes away. You're not legal. Yeah. Disaster. Yeah. Because those properties are sold and and valued on their income, which totally. is which But is, the cash flow on those suckers huge. while they're running right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Holy oh, smokes. Yeah. yeah. 12. Killer. But in, and at 12, they're, they're fire compliant? Like everything? No. Oh, that's oh the thing, gosh. right? Okay, they can they can shut them down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But then they should shut them down. Again, you know, by York I, University, when we had a student rental up there, there was a guy in there that was jamming so many bedrooms. Students told me this because they would come to ours, and we had we had. You're not going to believe this, but we it was a semi-detached house, but it was a a three level with a basement, so there was technically four levels. We had seven bedrooms in there, uh-huh. but nicely spread out because yeah. we had one on the main floor, we had two on the second floor. Um, Sorry, three on the second floor. We had like the two bedrooms and then the study that was up there, we turned into a bedroom. So we had three on the second floor. Then we had like a, a, a third floor loft. Oh, cool. That was amazing yeah. with its own bathroom, everybody yeah. had a balcony, everybody wanted that yeah. one. And then in the basement, we finished it with a separate entrance so you could get out through the front of the house or the back had a separate entrance. Okay. Um, with two bedrooms down there. Yeah. So seven bedrooms in a semi-detached house and it cash flowed like gold. Oh, the cash flowed like it's it crazy. was amazing. Yeah. We refinanced yeah. it. It still cash flowed. Yep. Pulled out all our money. It still cash flowed. Yeah. Um, so, but, and that was at seven bedrooms. So at 12 bedrooms. But yeah. if you're not fire compliant, that's like... Oh, you're, you're, then you're playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that could be a disaster. And that's just it. Like, I'm not sure how they've... like, And there are whole streets that are just these. Like they used to be years ago. It was just, you know families live there and they've kind of driven them out and it's just students and parked cars everywhere um a lot of cars on the lawn i bet yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah. so i i've actually seen a couple come up in the last few weeks and they're they're listed quite high but they're sitting where normally like a nice detached house in kitchener would sell pretty quick yeah Uh, multiple offers and you know the whole deal but they're still they're they're sitting because I mean one they're they're kind of they're in a student area which is now like kind of designated student area just because that's who lives there, but the values that they're trying to sell at are valued at a functioning student rental. But not sure like I'm assuming if they're selling and they're cash flowing that that well, there's probably some vacancies coming because of. COVID, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nick yeah. missed this. Yeah, yeah Lee's yeah, convinced yeah. <laughs> the student rental vacancy wave is is, is coming. <laughs> there'll, be some, there'll be some, There's, but I, I don't yeah, think it's a. Yeah. It's, it's not a tidal wave. It's like a. I don't even think it's. I don't think you can, I, I don't I mean, think you can I, surf on so, the wave. So that everybody knows, as of the, we're, we're recording this in June 2020, as of right now, on the student rental front, there are no increased vacancies other than. There's a I would say, like it's a yeah. marginal number, yeah. but I, I don't even know if it could be a percentage point. I don't know either. Yeah. Y- y- do you know what I mean? So yeah. let, let, if we said 95% of student rentals that we're aware of are occupied and rented out post COVID or whatever we're calling today's June, 2020 era, well, what out of 95%, if that was normal, then w- what is it today? Is it less than 94 <laughs> so, so it's, just, it's just not, for perspective, it, maybe it's ninety three uh, and a half. I and don't that's know. all the property managers around Brock who are managing right. hundreds, around right. Western who are ma- managing hundreds. And most of it is because most of the students we talk to that are in second and third year who are taking those properties, they want to go even if it, the courses are online. Well, they want to be out of their that's, house. Yeah, that's and with good. their friends. Yeah, 
But that it, we'll see if that changes or not. And that even includes Mr. Lee Strauss, uh, Mac <laughs> around McMaster, which has been the most aggressive. Where Mac sure. has basically said, "If you step foot on our campus, yeah. we will chase you off." Right. That's been their basically policy. But, they, but yeah. so far, all the universities have announced majority online have only announced it for the fall term, right? No, well, no, that, for the that, year or well, no? Well, I don't know. Well, well, yeah, they've made some announcements for the full term, but when the students are go- going to book their courses, their courses are online for the whole year. Yeah. So, like, when they're going to b- book the second semester, okay. they're choosing them now. They're already showing as online, so I don't know if that changes. But they could be what they call the on-campus experience, which is I don't know parties or whatever the hell it well, is, gyms, libraries, all that. That, yeah. that could be exist in the in the winter terms. You know, in the fall. Well, term, I think I think Western's places. hoping that exists at, in some capacity in September. Yeah, no, I know. I'm saying the other. I, I was talking about the other ones because Western has as ha, is having some classes uh, on campus. They they haven't said they're full. Like Mac Correct. has said, like oh, the campus is essentially closed. Mac has said, don't show up. Yeah, Western has not said that. Right. Correct. So I'm not, I'm talking about the the universities that are similar to Mac. They have only announced it for the fall term. None have announced it for the full year. I understand what you're saying about the yeah. courses, but they haven't said, they're saying for the fall term, no. don't show up. No, but to then, talking to the students and their perception of what's going on in their minds, it's for the whole year. Yeah. And then if they get lucky and things change. Because I'm just wondering if they announce that, if that changes the trend a little bit with, with the student properties. Right. But it was interesting right. to see Western sent out in their newsletter. Um, they sent to their, in their student newsletter, there's a section about lease students that have signed leases and they said like hey look you're you're bound by the landlord ten, the residential tenancies act and you are responsible for paying rent like yeah. this is the way these things work so yeah. they, they proactively i guess they were getting a lot of questions so they proactively let the students know like hey you can't just kind of up and say okay i've changed my mind you know so but we haven't seen so to tom's point we definitely yeah. haven't seen a, 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 you know this uh, any sort of wave that's for sure. Maybe we'll a little see, bit. But Lee has an interesting thought on the future of student rentals, which is really what I was kind of bugging you about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, talk to, talk to us about your thinking there, because well, that's interesting. Because I think this is an important <clears throat> point that I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Um, but I think the trend will take so much longer than I would personally want it to. But yeah. So can you explain well, it? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of stuff with uh, Canadian Real Estate Magazine, and they interviewed me a number of years ago, uh, and it, it was a question about student rentals. And I just said, so I used to have a student rental personally um, in, in North Bay, believe it or not. What's up in North Bay? Um, there's a university up there, Nipissing. Oh, so Nipissing, they do, yeah. And it, you know, again, like the cash flow can be amazing on some of these properties. I, I bought the How property. How did you buy a property in North Bay, dude? Well, you know what? Um, what were you doing? You weren't just driving through no, North no, no, Bay no, no. on a Saturday afternoon. My wife uh, went to teacher's college there. And when we went up to find her place to live, it was like horrendous. Like it, it was like a time machine. Like it was mattresses on on people's floors in their basement. There was there was so little inventory that was that was decent because they've got a, they've got a full university. They've got um, a Shukluk Business School. I think Shukluk. I think is how you say it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll go with that. Yeah. Sure. 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 And then they got the um, the Bachelor of Education, like the Teachers College program there. So when we went up to find our place, it was it was horrendous what what they were offering, and some of the like the nice places were obviously snapped up quickly, and the prices were were big. So we found her there was a there was a retired principal that had a purpose built bungalow with a secondary suite, and he rented that out for like eight hundred bucks a month. This is almost ten years ago, so like good money, right? And obviously the real estate in North Bay is a lot cheaper. 
So I, whenever I go anywhere, I'm always looking because I like real estate. I've been doing it for 19 years now. Um, and it's like, I'm, it doesn't You're take 19 years. How yeah, old are you now? Uh, 38. Holy smokes. Yeah. You started in your late teens? 21. 21. I can't, that doesn't yeah. add up 19 the, years. No? That's okay. Years we'll take your, if you're 38 what and you started at 21, that's yeah. 17 years. 17. It's okay. Sorry. We can go sorry, with man. it. No, yeah. it's okay, dude. We're, we're good I, with it. I'm tasting the tequila already. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> um, so looking at like, okay, what's the, what's the prices of the properties around here? And then knowing that you can make something nice for not a lot and offer a high quality product and rent them for five, 600 bucks a month you know, a month room that, that works. Like, I think I bought, a, I think I bought uh, the house there for, I think it was 205,000 and rented five rooms for between five, uh, 500 and $600 a month. You were cash flowing over a thousand a month. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah. You sold out. Was that your first, was that your very first? No, that wouldn't no, be. No, 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 no. That wasn't your that very was first just, rental. That was just, that was just. What was your very first uh, investment property? Um, f- I, I still have it. Um, just, it's a semi-detached house in Kitchener. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was 21 and my dad said, hey, like, so he, so I grew up with, with, with just kind of like you guys, with, with a dad that had some properties or, you know, did some, nothing crazy, but had a number of properties. And I just thought this is, this is kind of what you do. Like you just. You know, I was helping him on, on tenant turnovers, cutting down trees, painting, cleaning, all that kind of stuff on weekends or whatever. I, occasionally, it wasn't like every day, but um, he just said to me, I think you should buy a rental property. And I was just like, okay. Like, like it wasn't like any big, you know, deep yeah, dive part into of the it. Or, it seemed yeah, like a normal thing. Yeah, yeah. And then that was kind of it. I was 21 and I wasn't What, what like, was the price of it? 150000 Holy smokes, yeah. man! Yeah. One hundred fifty thousand. That reminds me of Nick's first <laughs> yeah. one, yeah. one hundred and fifty or second one, one hundred and fifty. One fifty. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And what was? Do you remember what the rents were back then? I rented it for a thousand bucks. Okay, yeah. got it. And yeah. I guess it probably one hundred and fifty thousand bucks. I don't know what the rates were when you bought that. They were higher. Yeah. Did it co- it so it like, covered. It it, it cash flow yeah, positive. Yeah. 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 Like, like and, and that's how it used to be. Is you could literally just buy something, rent it. Cash flow positive. Anything you could buy, anything. Yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like now we're trying to like you know, all these different strategies and trying to like really squeeze it out. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was just buy it, put a rent sign in the window, and there you go. The thing was, is now, like yeah. we look, we look at that now. We, we're, we're looking at it that let's, way. Let's toast to that. Toast first to that. property. Toast to that first property. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's past ten. You guys are good. Yeah, it's ten o'clock. It's it's ten o four. Whoa, well, Lee, good. just whoa. <laughs> That's Holy good, smokes! I was that's gonna good. sip it. I was sipping oh. it. Yeah, no, oh, it's we're okay. toasted, man. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> the pressure's on now. Oh, yeah. Tom can't do it. <laughs> but I was gonna say the, the um, you know, because we look at it now, and now you you have to, you know, there's multi, you kind of got to look at it. You got to pick the right. Yeah. You got to be a little bit more selective with the for property, sure, and you got to sure, understand yeah. the strategy you're gonna use ahead of time to make sure everything's gonna work. Whereas yeah. before, it was kind of just like throwing darts, really. Yeah. And, yeah. But now, like, we just don't know where things are gonna be in five or ten years. Like right. maybe. Maybe today, it in five to five or ten years from now, it makes today look like it did ten years ago. You know what I mean? They were like, "Oh yeah, can you remember in 2020?" Well, that was still easy. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think because a lot of people that because I mean I remember working with investors ten years ago and they were like, "Ah yeah, I just don't know." You know, the number it was so it yeah. seemed better before. Uh, well, better. for sure. And now yeah. it's like, well, look, man, you've just lost out on a decade. Yeah. Uh, I counter, the counter argument to that will always be. 
well, yeah, sounds good, guys, but incomes just aren't going to be able to keep up with the the speed of asset prices because the asset price appreciation is going so high right. that no one's going to be able to afford that. But what? But my counter to that is that people are getting less space for the same amount of rent. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, we're talking about the second suites and duplexes. It's like, well, the asset prices are going up and up and up. And it's not like people can keep up with that for, for the sure. rent. For sure. But what's happening is yeah, the properties are being house. cut in ha- half yeah. Yeah. and they're renting half the house for what they used to rent the whole house. For sure. At. Or for they're sure. buying condos downtown yeah. Toronto that used to be 800 square feet feet as the small ones which yeah. are now 500 square yeah. feet as the small one you know what i mean like sure. it's it's, it's, For sure. it's no i couldn't different. yeah i couldn't agree more it's it's like um if you were able to trace it back how like however far back you, you could go if you you know when i bought my first house um however many years ago that was yeah um we won't hold you to the calculation yeah, yeah, yeah. okay good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um it was like, oh man, like it's 150,000. Is that like, what your first house was? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's like, oh my I'm only going to be able to rent it for a thousand. Like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know kind of thing. Right. And it's like, do you still have that house? Or yeah. Do you, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Do you live in that? Is that your, still your family? No, home? no, no. I've never lived in that house. No, I bought oh, that house when I was to living at home with my parents. Got it. And I, I never lived. I sorry. Said, I thought you were talking about buying your own, your first family. Oh, oh home. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like at the time, it seemed scary or or big numbers, and everybody around thought the same thing. But if you were able to rewind the clock ten years from that day, everybody was saying the same thing. And ten years from that day, everyone was saying like it's it's it probably goes back to like the Roman times where it was like, <laughs> oh my god, like you want me to pay half a cent yeah, for a yeah. loaf of bread that that's insane i think uh, throughout history there are periods of um unsound money and and sound money and when the money is unsound asset prices go ballistic right. and when the money is sound things come back down to earth and i think it's why as investors although we've seen decades of asset prices going up we still have to prepare ourselves for the chance that that does not continue for the next 10 or 20 years and it's why we're although we're very pro real estate because we feel like it's one way to beat the system in the current money system that we still have to be smart enough to understand that there if there is ever a financial reset which i understand is a big deal um we need to be prepared for that as well because if we ever go back to a sound money system where money can't be printed by the governments as easily it is now you do not want to be holding debt Savers right. win in right. that environment. In that right. in that world, right. in a sound money world, savers win. Right. And in a world of unsound money, debtors win. Right. And it's like it's weird to live life on your own terms. Yeah. You kind of have to like protect but, from all the yeah. angles. I've had people say, you know, when I buy a new pro- like a new property, or actually, I, I, like a better example, when I'm looking for joint venture partners, they'll say, oh, okay, so you're like you're looking to mitigate the risk, and I'm thinking. I, I actually never even thought of that. Like, like I'm like I don't see it as risky no. I don't look at whatsoever. Yeah, whatsoever. Like it's just like no. I want like I want more. Yeah, you of, can't qualify for any more. You yeah. need somebody qualified. Yeah, that partner yeah. With. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I know what you're saying, but it, it just seems like how do you go back from here? Like, oh, it like, would be disorderly. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's like, not. It's yeah. not an easy path. No, and, and it might no. not even be in our lifetimes. No, but, but Lee, I want to circle back to your thoughts on student rentals okay. and university and yeah. some of your thinking there. Can you share that? Because it's interesting. So yeah, um, interview with Canadian Real Estate Wealth Magazine. Uh, I've I've written a number. I've been featured as their their. Um, I forget what they call it. They've got like a monthly 
yeah. investor you're profile. Also, you're don't also forget. a firefighter. So like, you know, I don't know if you've been on the cover and you're yeah. a firefighter uh, here. Mr. Or... September 2010. Yeah. No, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really? Yeah. 2010. Yeah. Oh you're old now. We got to track this picture. We haven't had a, uh, a fire calendar since. So I think. We'll... Is that when fire calendars like just became out of uh, out yeah, of vogue? I think they were kind of. Really? Yeah. Yeah. September 2010. 2010. 2010. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Um, it, it, it was a fun experience. It was, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. cool. I'm sure it was. But uh, <laughs> um, student rentals. So when I was asked, like, kind of about student rental stuff, I just kind of said, you know, I. I like them. They cash flow. They're good. They're not. It's not like Animal House, like the TV shows make it out to be. The students are pretty, you know, pretty respectful. They get their work done. They can have parties. Who cares? That's what they do. But they don't wreck the house. It's not. It's not pandemonium. It's not crazy. Um, and they cash flow. So it's get to the like, point. Why yeah. do you hate them? Get to the point. I don't hate them. I just. <laughs> I'm said, joking. I'm I, exaggerating uh, here. But let's get to. I just want to hear the other side. I said to the guy, you know what? Um, Long term, with the yeah, influx, maybe is that the right word of like technology? Um, I can see like why is a student going to come, especially overseas, or you know from Kitchener and go to University of Toronto, or you know someone from Windsor going to University of Toronto, like uprooting themselves from their their family. Um, not that they don't want to, like of course they want to do that, but at what cost? And then they go to school for four years. They live, um, they, they have fun, you know, all, all those, all those things, but then they come out and they're in debt they don't, they can't get the job in the field that they want to. And I mean, what do they have to show for that time? Right. Other than experiences and, and some, some memories and fun. What do you do? Like, like, like how long does it go on for? How long can you, can that sustain itself where schools are almost like businesses, and they're making so much money. The presidents of all universities hate you right now. I know. Continue. I like uh, yeah, this. Yeah, Continue. Yeah. They're not yeah. almost like businesses. They are businesses. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm treading. So they, they, you know, they come out of school. They got debt. They can't get a job. And now what? Like they move back home with their parents, right? Because they can't get a job in the field mm-hmm. that they went to school for. Or they have to go to a college program. Like, you know, for example, my wife is a teacher. She did a four-year undergrad and then had to go to a college to get her Bachelor of Education to be a teacher. Um, and that, that's... A good point. I went to University of Toronto for my magical psychology degree. Right. And uh, then I had to do a post-grad at some private school that cost me $13,600 for nine months of yeah. IT training. Right. So I went to university, but then I got the real skills that the marketplace was rewarding after university. Right, right. But... Uh, but we are painting with absolutes here. You're saying none of them are going to get a job. No, no, All of, of course. are going to uh, have debt. But, but I, yeah. I understand the message. I think the... How long do you think until this trend plays well, out where universities see a drop? Because if I play your thought process yeah. out, you're thinking, hmm, there might be a drop in enrollment at some point because what's the point of going to university? Right, right. Well, not that don't go to university, but it's it's just like if, if they can transfer that to online learning, why would they have to leave their parents' basement to go across you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, to a different city, go into debt, spend the money? Well, because you know, the, the counter argument is going to be why would they pay for university at all? Because then they could just go to YouTube and get the information. Well, and the universities are a business, so they're right. going to have to figure out a way to make sure that people are comfortable right. with that. So, And I don't think they're there yet. 
No, no, for sure. But it's starting to happen. Some of the economics professors that I track are starting to offer their courses individually online and they have the rights to them and you're paying them directly for their courses. And I know this is is probably step one out of a thousand, but you can see just the very, very start of it. Yeah, but the universities aren't going to want that because they need the enrollment. Of course. Because they need people to still value that piece of paper. Yes, right. that's right. Because like I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, if you can learn from like people that are smart in their field that have done it firsthand. Oh, I think I I've mean, learned more from Twitter on economics yeah. than I have from yeah. anything oh, else. Oh, for sure, for sure. Right? For but sure. you don't get the piece of paper. Right. So the, the universities are going to fight tooth and nail. They are. To make sure they that are. people value that piece of paper. The problem with me with the universities over the years is they started, because as they wanted to expand as a business, they wanted to expand their, their, their enrollment, which all universities have, right? Come on, drink up. So, so the enrollments have conti- consistently gone up for a variety of reasons. But one of the primary reasons is that as, as there was more competition for the programs, like the business programs, engineers and stuff, universities are like, shit, you know, we have, we're going to cap this because we got to keep, we got to keep it like exclusive so we can yeah. charge this much money right, and all this right, stuff. Right. So and we were rated this and all this other BS. So they're like, okay, well, how else are we going to cater to these other people? They're like, oh, well, let's just offer more programs. And it's not a true engineering program. It's like something else, some weird type of engineering. I'm not, I don't mean weird like as a bad thing. I don't know. Just some like niche of the engineering bit. So you're not really in the engineering yeah. program, which you kind of are. Yeah. And then they get all these insane programs that people leave and, and that there's no demand for those skills in the marketplace. And I've seen like, I, and I'm going to butcher these a little bit, but when we get these applications in for for jobs here at oh, Rockstar, yeah. oh, for sure. I've seen like, like university degrees in like, it's like um, some, it was like the history of oh, dance just throwing was, some people yeah. under the bus right now yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no I am just, and I'm like you know what look it. if you love dance that much and you want to study the history of dance or whatever sure. it is at university that's yeah. great but I just think like if that was my kid I'd be like look just just where like what's your plan for after that yeah. because if you're just doing it to get the damn degree then maybe there might be a better course of for action sure, like you're saying sure, you know what i mean sure. but if you're like well look i'm gonna open a dance school and here's where we're gonna go well, we're i'm gonna, gonna learn how to write it. and research and debate and communicate yeah. and think That's critically too yeah, yeah. no yeah. You, no not by that okay I, so uh, uh, here's where i think the universities are making their fatal flaw today they are shutting down because of covid right they're and the, but then they're saying we're charging you full pop for the online courses. Right. So to me, they're putting all the value in their their courses. Right. This is their fatal flaw because I feel like they should be, if I was their marketing manager, I would say, no, 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 no. We have to sell the university experience right. as very different yeah. and better mm-hmm. than just getting education online. The fact that you're going to interact with cool people like Lee Strauss and Nick Carranza. Yeah. And, and in, then you're independence be in, and life skills yeah, for and you're living gonna, on your own. Yeah. And, you, know. yeah. you have to sell this aspect of living on your own. And that's the differentiation. That's the factor that isn't being taken into consideration by universities when they just shut down. Because now they've created an, an apples to apples. Apple's comparison and always in business that's very dangerous because now you can just say well Mac is just giving these online courses whereas Queens is maybe doing partial online but they have a a, they have on-campus experience that doesn't look the same to Mac right 
I'm going to go to Queens. Yeah. And now Mac is just competing the same as any other all online school. Sure, sure. And how do you and differentiate Mac from the other school that's totally shut down? Right. It just becomes maybe what's cheaper. They're turning their education into a commodity as a business move. Exactly. Whoever is in their marketing yeah. department, Nick, we have to talk to them. Actually, you know what? I don't actually don't you care stop that pounding much. on the table. But, you yeah, 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 I, I was getting mad. I was getting mad. It's I the don't. tequila. He's getting wound up. No, I'll just, I'll but, just, but actually, I don't care about it that much, yeah. so we don't have to talk no, about no, it. No, no, for sure. No, but he, like, he gives me crap for touching the table. The cables. Oh. He's like, don't touch the cables. You can hear it yeah, in the yeah, background yeah, of the audio. Yeah, yeah. And this guy's yeah. pounding on the yeah. table. I'm like, what the hell? thinking how this is a university that has business schools and they don't get it. Yeah. But it's like you can do Udemy, like that kind of stuff. Like like if you really want to get those things. It's just, it seems to me, you know, and I mean, you know, again, when I kind of gave this interview years ago, I didn't predict COVID or anything like that. And now all of a sudden everything's online. How do you come back from that? Like, how do they, like it kind That's of, a problem. It, it kind of fast forwarded it yeah. big time where it's like now, how do you, like, how are they going to come back and say, okay, so now you have to come back, you know, 2021, whatever it is and pay all this money and live away from home. And, you know, to Nick's point, like the experience, independence, you can go rent a bachelor suite apartment for a thousand bucks a month and get and get your independence. Yeah, yeah but, but no you one's going to do that. You won't do no, that. no, I know, I know. No, I, but, I, I like where you're yeah, headed. Like I'm agreeing just, with you. I just, I just feel like there's too much in our society still. This short period of time is not going to change the value people put on that piece of paper. It's too ingrained in society. Too ingrained. Now, is it going to start that shift? Maybe. Right. But that's going to be a, a really long shift. The cruise ship is turning. Yeah, but, the but, that, ship but is yeah it takes a while. But that yeah. piece yeah. of paper, man, yeah. everyone thinks that piece of paper yeah. is value. And I got to tell you, as someone that's hiring people so that I would look for university skills, <laughs> I, yeah. no, I know, no, but, no, no, but the majority yeah. of people yeah. do. Yeah. The majority of people. Yeah. And, and even us, so even me, I don't look at it... Um, as, as like if someone has skills outside university, I'm more interested in the skill set. I don't care if they went to university or not. However, from the number of people that we've hired, I notice a definite difference. And and when you get when we get 200 applications for one job opening, how the hell are we going to go through these resumes? Right. So we do have a system, but part yeah. of it is like, well, you got to weed some people out. And I got to tell you that university, even though it might be an entry level position or something, that university degree matters because the one thing that it does show us, and I've with direct experience for us, is their communication ability, is is almost always superior if they have a degree versus when they don't, and and, and especially uh, written, especially written, and, yeah. and, and 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 our belief is that communication in this world, especially now, it's just more and more valuable that that communication experience or ability is more valuable. So until I see that trend change, I'm going to still have bias towards people with a degree, mm-hmm. unless they're able to pop out some other how and show and, and show me the skills they have. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Lee's not buying it. No, no, because I, 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 I actually agree no. with you. I agree no, with you. For sure, for sure. But I'm saying, look, I, you, I, I, look, I'm a busy person. Yeah. We, we have a job opening. Oh, I get for sure. You have to I get, get 200 done, right? resumes, yeah. Yeah. and we have people that we we have a, a system where they'll fill out um, questions, a long form question, so it gives me an idea of how they can communicate and stuff. But when I'm going through those 200, what what am I going to use? Yeah, and that's that's yeah. a pretty low. Yeah. You're making fruit, me you think of I mean? something. One of the best salespeople I know at, at, at Oracle was accidentally hired without a university degree because that was their barrier to entry. You had have a university degree otherwise you couldn't get into the sales force and uh this person nick you know who i'm talking about but they didn't have a uh, university degree and they were like the best salesperson that i had ever met to this day and i wonder what would be how would you 
express that you had great communication skills without that university degree. Because I agree with Nick, like we use that as a bit of a filter. Like, okay, sure. if you have a university degree, you have to write some papers. Yeah, you have yeah. to do a few presentations. So that's to me a little bit of a barrier to entry right. and it shows me that you've done something. I wonder what would replace that for Nick? Like, would it be well, a that's YouTube why we use, video? We, that we use Workable, well, right? So we use Workable and they go on there and there's, there's a long form application where they have to write long form answers to oh, questions right. and it takes them 10 to 15 minutes to yeah. apply for one of our positions. Yeah. They, even if it's online, they have to then get, they get redirected there and it takes them 10 to 15 minutes. And when, and then, and that gives the, someone the opportunity without a degree to be able to, to do So that. if they express their, themselves well on that, then probably we wouldn't care about the university. No, no, we don't, yeah. we yeah. don't. But, but I'm just saying you need, like early on, you need a filter. And if, it, if nothing else, it's still, for the majority of yeah. people in this world, it yeah. still does that. And is it worth the flipping hundred grand that you're right. going to spend right. to be able to do yeah. that? No, I don't think it is, yeah. but it is what it is. I know. We, so I can, I'm going to bring it back to you guys for a second. So you guys, you put out your, your, um, uh, newsletters and they're, they're, they're more refined than they used to be. But, but my they used to be shit. No, 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 no. Now they're not so shit. They were always, they, they, they still are really, really <laughs> good. But my, but I would show my wife, like, I'd be like, oh, look at this article. Like, it's so cool. Like what Tom just said or whatever. And she'd go, oh, like. Notice how he said what Tom said. Not yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a grammar error. And it's like, cause she went to university and like, I, I don't, who cares? Like it just, that doesn't make you money. Right. Grammar doesn't make you money. And I know you, you've, you, you guys have said yeah. that and it's, it's the action. It's the, it's the experience of getting it done. I see your point. Right. I've, I've always called it. So I, I didn't go to university. I, I don't think I could have did it. I call it like, like, it's like a bullshit meter where how much bullshit can you take? I used to see my wife writing pages and pages and pages of human sexuality and statistics. And she teaches great too. It, it just doesn't yeah. like, I, first, what are we doing? I think we got it. I mean, so look, we can continue this, but to be clear, there are some roles. Like sure. if our engineers that are building our bridges, yeah. we want them, <laughs> no, no, we of want course, them to go to university. Of course. Our neurosurgeons. Doc, the yeah, doctors. Yeah. Doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, definitely, definitely. So yeah. So, so there's a lot of but university the guys, programs. the guys doing real estate. Yeah. yeah maybe not so much. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just, I just, to be clear, because anyone listening to this, there's a lot of programs there at is, university that are like absolutely mandatory. 100%. They're, they're excellent. Required. You know what I mean? But I think, I think what we're talking about is all the ones that have, they've kind of the fluff they've built around it to kind of continue the growth of the, the, the schools. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I I can see, I, I, I do see your point and it's something that, you know, we, we see here too, because it's a certain structure in university that is typically taught, especially with communication is very formal. Right. right? Whereas we will, we will purposely in a lot of writing communicate, communicate in an informal manner, which isn't necessarily grammatically correct, but it's the way we speak. So it's more conversational, right? Um, so yeah, that, yeah, I, I mean, I see now where I see Lee's kind of Lee's using our grammatically incorrect (laughs) newsletters to prove to his wife (laughs) that he, that, that we pulled something off and that he didn't go to university. So it doesn't matter. And here's the proof in this newsletter that's written at a grade five level. My wife has an, my wife has an English, she's, she's got an English degree. Really? Yeah. Okay. And she sees our stuff and she's like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But she likes, she likes Chaucer. Like she loves Chaucer. I don't really? know if you know Chaucer. Yeah. Do you know Chaucer? Yeah, like yeah. Hard, like it's, he's more hardcore than Shakespeare when it comes to that, that type of oh English. Oh my gosh, right? I don't even know who that is. Yeah. And she just loves it. Right. Wow. So she is like hell bent on our kids going to university. And, okay. and I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm like, look, if they want to go, I'm all for them going to university. Yeah. But at the same time, if they came to me and said, 
I don't want to go to university. Here's my plan. I'm actually, this is what I'd like to do. And it's not just like, well, I think I'm going to go snowboarding for six months. Then I'm going to go here for another six months. And I'm like, ah, yeah. that's not really a plan yeah. to me. And if they're like, well, I'd like to try this, this, and this, then I'd be open to be like, yeah, okay, sure, let's do it. Otherwise, I still think, you know, as an, I don't know. It's a lot they to even put on them like at 18 years yeah, old when they're going into university. How much. can they even have a it's, plan? It's it's too much. I just think like... Like I'm not saying it's... I agree no, with you. It's just, yeah. it's a lot I, it, to put right on. Right now, they, I think it's still at that age, you need kind of like a next step. And in yeah. our society, yeah. it's like, it's either university or nothing. And I think it'd be nice to... Right maybe get away from that a bit where it's like, Hey, so here, you can do this. Here's the 10 paths yeah. that you yeah. like, there's all these options ahead of you and have them truly understand these options and then decide where you go. Cause even at university, I mean, people change their majors. You don't, you don't know if you really like it. Some people leave after two years, go to college. Like some yeah. people leave and just start in the workforce. So it'd be nice to have more of these paths versus, okay, you're done high school. So here's, here's the way things work. You go to college or university. That's, that's typically the goal for the large majority of people. And then some people will, will start working. Maybe some people choose to start working. Some right. people can't get into university. Yeah, so yeah. they, they work and plan to apply later. Right? right. But there's so many more things. And I think maybe that's, that's the challenge. And that's where we could, I feel like if we could educate people like our, the teens as they're going through high school into like the way, the different ways of the world, the yeah. way things work <clears throat> might be beneficial. You so know? Lee, how did it progress for you? You didn't go to university. You bought that no. first property. So, and okay. then, yeah, how did it yeah. evolve? So uh, growing up, like I said, my dad had some rental properties. He also was an entrepreneur. He was a mechanic um, um, at a transmission, Mr. Transmission. And then he bought his first uh, franchise, Mr. Transmission. I forget, I must have been probably eight. And kind of similar stories to you guys. On my weekends and my summers, I was a full-time employee washing transmission parts. And there wasn't, like, it wasn't, you guys were, you know, carrying buckets of pee and drywall and all that kind of stuff. It, 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 it's, it's the same thing, right? I wasn't carrying buckets yeah. of Tom, Tom did I that. I carried yeah. multiple buckets yeah, yeah. of yeah. pee. The, the low <laughs> yeah. point was the cardboard box that right, right. Yeah, misformed yeah. itself yeah. and the yeah. pee spilled out. But, uh, right, right, right. I can't believe I'm saying pee. It sounds you know, like I'm like five I, years yeah, old. Yeah, I know, right? I know. What else the to pee say, though? Yeah. spilled out. So uh, growing up like that, it was just kind of, um, you know, I was going to school. And then, yeah, like the last day of school in grade school, the next day I was, I was at work. And it was just, you're, you're, you're come to work, let's go. Let's, you know, and it's action, it's experience, and it's getting it done. And um, it's not necessarily the best, but I mean, it's good because it serves you, you know, when you have a flood in a property, fast forward 20 years, it, what do you do? You know, you're just going to stand there and go, I don't know what to do. Like, you take action, you get it done. Uh, or, you know, or, or you call somebody or, or whatever. But that that ability is is what I'm talking about with the university. The university is great and all that kind of stuff. But but um, being able to do something, I think, is 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 a skill on its own. So working, um, you know, that work ethic is instilled at a young age. And then uh, actually, you know, high school again. I would finish. I'd finish high school um, three o'clock. I had my first car, and I would drive over to our shop, and I'd work until five because that's just that's what I was expected to do. Um, and you know, full time in the summers, I was I was managing. So then my dad bought a second uh, Mr. Transmission, and I was the full time manager right out of high school. So I was like nineteen. Um, and I, I mean, the life, you know, when somebody somebody wants to buy a house, they're excited. It's fun. You know, they they want experience. Like, oh, let's go look at houses. It's it's cool. You can see, you know, there's a freestanding bathtub and a glass shower, and it's it's exciting. Nobody wants to buy a transmission. It's the worst purchase ever. 
like nobody wants to because because it's like you have a car and it's it just, driving it should just work yeah, yeah, yeah it should just work it's not like and it's not like you know you're tinting the windows or you're painting it some cool color it's a transmission like it's the worst thing ever but you need it so um when i would be 19 facing you know a middle-aged man or 15 you know whatever and it's like okay mr smith like you know we had a look at your car and it's going to be three thousand one hundred and seventy two dollars and like having to go go a few yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly having to go toe to toe with those people uh that was that was i mean again that education it was hard i would go home some days like so stressed out oh my god like because there's so much uh, like it, it's a family business so i felt a sense of responsibility where not that it's like it lays in my hands but but it it did like i'm the face of the business and I like this is like this is crazy like these people are insane and they're so mad at me i didn't break their car like like i'm just telling them how much it's going to be cost to fix it um long story short um we sold the one shop the one that i was managing and then i came over to manage the other one with my dad my dad passed away when i was 21. um it yeah i i, I was i was going to school for a fire like in fire school to be a firefighter and um he, he actually had a heart attack at work. So I was, I was there with them. And it's like the kind of thing where you see it on TV and you start doing CPR and it just works. It, it, it doesn't. I, I spent a lot of time afterwards kind of researching the, the survivability rate. And it's like, it's really low, 6% or something like that. So I was in firefighting school and, you know, um, we had this business. My dad died so suddenly. He was 50. He had a, he had a rare disease. Um, but I mean, that's, that's all, that's all kind of part of it. So, uh, that happened. And then I'm like 21, we have a business. My mom has no knowledge of the business or how to, or how to do anything with it. We had rental properties that, that, that I had and, and he had, um, she freaked out. She's like, I have to sell everything. And I'm like, I, I'm knowing like my dad was a mechanic. I, I was not, I knew how to work the business, but I'm, but uh, you know, you're kind of held by some of them, especially in a, in a specialized automotive business, like a transmission, if you don't know, like it's like one thing is brakes and mufflers is one thing, but a transmission, if you don't know how a transmission works, like whoever does kind of controls, controls, controls the show. So that wasn't me. So I was like, mom, we have to sell the business like now, like, like, like immediately. And it just went right from like th that tragic incident to like survival mode, like, like the next day. It's like trying to sell the business. She, she, she felt she had to sell the, uh, sell the properties. I said, you should keep them, but she didn't really know how to manage and operate them. I was still pretty young. Uh, and I mean, in hindsight, obviously we should have kept those. Um, she felt she had to sell them and that's fine. So that's, yeah, that was kind of that. I then, we sold the business. I, I actually worked at, a, at St. Mary's Hospital in Kitchener in the operating room. It was, I mean, that's, I know that sounds crazy. I just like literally walked in off the street and I was like in the OR like, yeah, it was handing it, like knives to the surgeon. No, but like, like standing over the shoulder, like looking at everything. It was, it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. Um, you got paid to look over their shoulder. Yeah. 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 I was a, I was a medical attendant. So I was just kind of like, like I would take the patients from the waiting room to the operating room and then you'd set them up on the table. It's, it's the kind of things you do in life, right? It's just, you don't know where, what's going to happen next, but um, it was a good experience for my, for, you know, to get in, to be a firefighter, fire, like get, getting into that job is very competitive. Um, 
I ended up becoming a firefighter in, uh, forget what year, but it's been 12 or 13 years um, that I've been doing that. And, in Kitchener. Uh, in Kitchener, yeah, Kitchener Fire. And um, I mean, I came across you guys. So once I became a firefighter, I was like, okay, like, it's a good job and it's secure and it pays well and all those kinds of things. But it wasn't as fulfilling as I kind of thought it would be for me. A lot of guys love it and and my hat's off to them. They're really good at their job. Um, I just kind of started started thinking, oh, I, I, like I'm not that I'm bored, but like, yeah, I was kind of bored. So I started a business doing like, like and I was still, I still had rental property and I was kind of thinking like, I want to get into more and learning more about renovations and that kind of thing. So I started building decks and fences and I'd never built a deck or a fence prior, um, but I was good with my hands and I could figure th- things out. So um, I took a course actually, uh, I forget who offered it. It was like an HGTV or something like that about how to build a deck. And then I started like, I already had a deck building business and I, the whole, the sole purpose was just to learn more about construction. Cause I was, I, I grew up in a shop um, and you can't really apply it to real estate. Like ultimately it was always like, Hey, real estate, real estate, real estate. Uh, I started doing that. I was a firefighter um, and I met a guy. Uh, who's who who's a member? Uh, can I say his name? Sure. Yeah, Igor Lotkovic. Lotkovic, I think it is. So I uh, so sorry. I, I came across you you your uh, propaganda online, and I was like, you're totally so yeah. skeptical. Who I was are like, these this guys? This is this is cool. Like these guys are. They have this some... grammar mistake. Yeah. They can't yeah. be for, they can't <laughs> be for like real. That. No, Lee liked yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I liked, Lee I liked looked it. at that as yeah. a positive. Yeah. 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 I came across. Uh, I think. I think it might have been the rock, the real estate renegades at, at the time. I think, and I was like, oh, this is like some good information. Um, and I, and I, I subscribed to the newsletter. You know, I started coming down your sales funnel, and um, I was like, nah, it's a scam. Like this is just bullshit. Like these guys are idiots. Um, oh, yeah, idiots. Like, Not that you just don't like us. Full yeah, on idiots. Full on idiots. But I'm. But I'm gonna. I'm These gonna, guys are a scam. But I'm. But I'm gonna follow. I and, love that. That's the impression that we give off. Yeah. I'm going to follow it and I'm going to, you know, they're giving out some good inf- information and literally years go by. And I, I read the newsletters pretty, pretty consistently. Um, and I watched the evolution of Rockstar. It's like, I've been in this way longer. And then um, I was, I was quoting a deck job for this guy. And he's like, yeah, I, um, he had a rent or a rent to own sign in the front lawn. And I was like, I was like, so, you know, I was talking about his deck and then I'm like, I go, so what's, what's the deal with this property? Like rent to own. I can see the skepticism yeah. in your question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a scam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I met these guys in Oakville, Tom and Nick Karadza. He's like, they're, they're so cool. And I'm like, really? I, I go, I've been following that for years, like literally years. He's like, it's, it's awesome. And I, like, I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And I left, like I got, I got my truck and I called, I th- uh, who, who was the assistant's name at the time? Um, oh, maybe Emily no, or Samantha? Um, black hair. Oh, uh, Kayla. Kayla. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, when's the next free training class, whatever. I sign up and I'm and like, we're going, like go sign up. And I mean, then I became a VIP member right away and then transitioned to a, like, you know, got, you got real estate license. license yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh! Now yeah. you're part of Rockstar. I know. I know. I oh know. geez, that yeah, that went full circle on Lee. <laughs> it, it did. It really did. It really did. And I, I'm I'm super grateful for that whole experience because it's like, um, 
Yeah, like the amount of information that you guys give out and the value is is huge. It's huge. I tell everybody like like yeah, you know what? Like ju- like just join the newsletter. Don't you don't have to you know have to join, but like like just just follow along. You know, if you're interested in real estate, it's it's a great resource. It's a great resource. It's huge. Thanks, Lee. Yeah, yeah we're trying, man. We're trying. And it's it's funny cuz so many people have met us with that way like the same way you did. Like, what are these guys about? How are they trying to screw me? What's the trick here? And we're genuinely just trying to share. You know what it is? It just comes from trying. And I think you know this now. It's like, I feel like we weren't told all this information. We got to tell people. Like, it's almost like trying to do a public service, which I know sounds ridiculous, but that's kind of what we're trying to do. Like, holy smokes. Don't even... Don't even believe anything we have to say, but at least think about all this information for yeah, yourself, yeah, you know? Yeah. And we do the same thing. Like when, when, if I meet someone or I'm talking to someone, I'm like, Hey Tom, met this person or, you know, you know, and I'm, they're like, I think, I think that the real deal, like, like yeah. we're trying to figure it out too. Yeah, like, you're doubting this, it the whole time. Is this person, yeah. 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 This person yeah. a scam or not? Like everyone goes through it too. Cause especially now, like there's so many people, so I, you know, with the, the proliferation of the internet and, 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 and it's so easy to create like a persona online yeah. that isn't really reality. For sure. For I think sure, yeah. all of us have our guards up a little bit more and you're always trying to kind of read between the lines being, you know, and, and, and to be fair, I'd say like, you know, there, there's a large, I'd say the, the vast majority of people I've met that talk a big game really behind the curtain, there isn't much. Often, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So we're looking for the, the 20% that, that kind of, there is substance, how, how some you, substance there. How did your investing evolve? So you bought, what do you, you, you bought well, a couple of, cause yeah, you flipped properties yeah, now as well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, started way back. I had that single family rental home, which again, I, I still do. And just like everybody else, um, buy it, you know, rent it out, hold it for a bit. And circle back in a couple of years and go, oh, hey, like, there's, you mean I can get some, I can, I can Come get closer uh, to the mic. I can have, like, I can get money from this house and still keep it. So the refinance. Um, and then I, I was, it was a few years later, I ended up buying my, my, at the time, principal residence, which was a fixer upper. Um, and then I got to use my, my newly acquired skills of like learning how to, how to do stuff. And fixed it up top to bottom, like everything. It took years because I wasn't, it was just, just me. Uh, I actually rented out a couple rooms in the house. Um, that didn't last long. Once I met my my girlfriend, which is now my wife. Um, that all ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That all ended. <laughs> and the renovation timeline had like sped up uh, dramatically. Um, and and the quality and everything, like it, it went from being like, okay, this is, I'll just pick this hardwood to being, it's got to be this, like, $8 a square foot hardwood or whatever. Um, I actually ended up having to redo some things, ironically. But um, yeah, I mean, I bought that house uh, for $250. I ended up selling it for $565. Oh, awesome, man. Um, and all the while, bought some other properties through Rockstar, rent to owns, that kind of thing. Um, student rental, uh, started doing flips. So yeah, I did some, some uh, I did two flips last year. Um, in the uh, Kitchener area? In the Kitchener area. Actually, they were on the same street. Cool. Yeah, which was really cool. So, um, and I know we, so I had a serious issue with a contractor and You got through it though, right? I did. I did. What was it again? They just like basically stopped showing up, no? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's his, it's his, his MO. It's what he does. Um, oh, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, collecting, yeah. Collecting, was, collecting it, deposits and yeah, then just disappearing. Yeah. Big deposits up front and it's, it's lessons learned. Um, it's things that you couldn't. I could tell anybody, don't do this. But until you do it, like you, like the lessons that are, that are learned. And again, did you like, lose money through those flips? Or no, were you able to no. St- you were able to still be profitable? 
I mean, real estate always comes through in the end, right? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I've, I've never lost a penny in real estate. It takes like, it's not easy though. Like, like, I mean, yeah, these, it takes these effort. Are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of these days were dark days. Like they were, <laughs> they were tough days. I, think I remember um, talking to you a couple times and you were yeah. going through it, man. Yeah. But, but we all, anyone who's doing anything goes through those days. Yeah. 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 You have to, but in the end, um, I got it done. Um, I, I got them both done and I mean, it all worked out in the end. I, I I've I actually met a number of really good contacts that are that I've I've worked with since like contractors and different like different uh, people, um, which is, I mean that's priceless, right? Like he th- this contractor like like so I mean long story short I actually ended up like it, it got so bad I went to the city kitchener and I said I so I know that you can um, that a building permit is a public record, and I said I want to pull every record in the last five years on this guy, and they gave it to me. It cost me like eight dollars. And then, which is, I was like, oh, that's like, that's literally it. Like I was going to give you like a thousand. What'd you do with them? I went home and I ran them through my realtor system, the addresses. I found all their names and then I just found them on Facebook. I said, hey, did you hire this guy? And I usually got confronted with like, who is this? Yeah, sure. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, creep. What are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You're kind I know. of stalking people yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, point. I know it was, it, it's, it's desperation, right? Yeah. Your back's against the wall. And it's like, I, I got to figure something out here. Like what's, what's going on? And, um. Yeah, like I, I assembled this group of like 12 people that were current victims. Like they were currently with with like like in contract with this guy. And uh, we all kind of started an email chain and started kind of, you know, going not against him, but like, I mean, people fired him. And I know there's some people suing him. And he must so, have wondered what happened to him. He knows. Oh, he, oh, he knows he you, found were the, out. you were the source? He found out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he confront you? So what you? did you guys do? You guys all sued him? Uh, no, I, we tried. Uh, like, we looked at, like, um, the lawyer said it's not, it's not, it's not candidate for, like, um, what do they call it? Like, um, uh, the big... Uh, class action? A class action. Okay. They said you can't. You have so, to individually sue them, each person. So basically, I mean, there was there was one point, uh, it was about this time last, last year, probably, I met with one of my lawyers in Kitchener, and he said, Lee... Uh, you're, you're 90,000 negative. And as a business person, I think you should just chalk this up to a very expensive learning experience. That's not what that's you want to hear. That's bad advice. Like that's, that's like, oh man, like this is, this is bad. This is really bad. You don't want to lose in that, that 90 K. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, as a lawyer, I think you should sue him and we will be successful. But again, you can take that judgment. And you can frame it and hang it on your office yeah, wall because there's going to be no money there. For that's about all you can get. Jeez. And I actually got mad at him, and I'm like, man, like this is this is a, like what kind of a system is this that that people can get away with this shit? And just you know, like that's that's it. Like you can just keep doing this. And then knowing that I'm one of like a dozen that I know of that are in the same situation, and he just keeps running this this this, this scam, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, long story short, I stuck with it consistency when your back's against the wall what do you do right you either just give up or you claw your way out well thankfully so you sold those two you, you made money off them yeah yeah um are yeah. you gonna do more flips yes. do you buy more you're Definitely. gonna do more flips absolutely oh, yeah wow. okay I'll, cool yeah yeah because like i said i you know i mean the experience that that's been learned you can't just shut that down like and you're going like, to take some of the profits and buy some more longer term rental property definitely, stuff definitely. so you're so, using the flips as an income generator yeah. to fund some rental property right. buys yeah okay. yeah flipping to me is like an income generator mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the wealth creator it's just it's it, it's fast forwarding to buy more properties 
Cool, man. Yeah. Um, Lee, if someone wants to reach out to you and find you, what's the what's the best way? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I know you're a, here at Rockstar, yeah, so they could go to a, Rockstar's website and Rockstar find website, you. But yeah. I mean, do you yeah. have a, your email? Or? Yeah. So um, uh, Lee at StraussInvestments.com. That's my my investing company where I work with with joint venture partners and um, you know do flips and long term buy and holds and any other anything else to do with real estate. Um, can you spell out that email address? Because so, I don't want to link, I don't want to put it publicly on one of our websites. You'll just get hit with so much sure, garbage sure. spam stuff, but, uh, but so yeah, spell it out. Lee, L E E at Strauss, S T R A U S S investments, I N V S T M E N T S dot com. Um, and then alternatively, my Instagram is, uh, Strauss underscore investments. Um, I've got a personal one as well, but, but Perfect. that's okay. So that's we'll put good, the yeah. Instagram handle on, yeah. on our podcast page. So okay. if you're listening to this and you want to track down Lee, you can find him at the rockstar website or on his Instagram handle or the email he just gave out. And if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast, and you find Lee's episode here on the description of that link, we will have your Instagram handle. So there'll cool. be one way online yeah. that uh, everyone can find you. Okay. Dude, we'll have to have you back. There's more. We didn't even get into the firefighting. No, I know, there's there's I know. more yeah, to talk yeah, to you yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got all, we got sucked we into got the, to the university stuff, which I actually university. enjoy. I, okay, I, I cool. enjoyed that. Yeah. But uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your story, no, man. Thanks uh, for having me. Quite and a journey you've been on so far. It, yeah, there's, it's, it's been, it's been big. Yeah. It's yeah. been huge, man. Yeah. You've accomplished a lot. You've been through a lot. Like you, and now because you've been through so much, you're in such a great position to help other people. Which is so cool. That's actually one, not to keep this going, uh, one thing that, that I, when I became a realtor, I, I became a realtor. Oh, well, let's not use that word, please. Realtor. So, right, no, right, you're, right, you're, yeah, you're yeah, real yeah. estate, you have your real, real estate license. Real estate license, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. For anyone <laughs> listening to this, I'm just like, the word realtor yeah. just always gets me going. That's one point that I want to make is that I really enjoy working with investors. I really do. I, I really, really find great satisfaction in, in, in people approaching me and saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about buying a rental property. And it's like, like, just let me bend your ear. Like, like let me, <laughs> like, this is, you have no idea what door you just opened. But I love walking people through that process of let's go look at properties. This is what you can do. This is how you do it. This is what you do next. This is what they do when they don't pay. This, 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 this. Like, I've, I've, I've seen it all. I've been through it all. And I, I just, I love that process. It's really cool. Cool. I love the fact that there's Canadians, all of us together doing this for other Canadians and working with other Canadians. This is awesome, yeah, dude. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep fighting the battle. Keep pulling those titles for $8 and find, yeah, finding <laughs> yeah. the bad guys. Finding yeah. the bad guys. I love yeah. that. You're like yeah. a real life superhero, dude. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> Thanks, Lee. We'll do yeah. this again, man. Appreciate it. Thanks Thank a you. lot. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza again. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode with Lee. There's so much to more to talk about with him um, that we'll, uh, we'll definitely be bringing him back. And I just wanted to share one piece of information about the York student rental I was discussing. We kind of got off topic there a little bit and I didn't explain that one of the um, properties that our students told us about existed outside York University, had so many bedrooms in it that the doors did not even fully open when they went out into the hallway because this person, instead of having, you know, seven bedrooms, like I described on this episode, I think they had one property with 12 or 16 bedrooms in it. That was the same size of our, uh, as our property. So astonishing, but, uh, apparently true. That's what we were told anyway. Um, so yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that talk and listen, if you want some Canadian real estate, um, 
investing, information, education. You can always join us where we share the latest strategies that we're doing, whether it's going to be duplexes or the legal second suites or student rentals or flips or straight rentals or rent to owns. You can hear all the latest information at that training class that Nick and I do live and you can register for a seat to the virtual version of that class at www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's it for now. Until next time, your life, your terms.